Welcome to the Want to Learn Podcast. I'm your host, Franz Tapon. This episode is with Sim Blanchard, and we talk about Ukraine. He actually went to volunteer and help at the Ukraine border to help some refugees who were coming off of Ukraine. And I talked to him about that experience. But what was more interesting than his actual experience was the discussion that followed and how he and I debate about what the real truth is of what's going on in Ukraine. What is the Russian perspective on this whole conflict? And how difficult is it to know exactly what's really going on and to really uncover the truth? It's often said that truth is the first casualty of war, and that's certainly the case. So listen to this short podcast. It's 11 minutes long, and you can hear about Ukraine in this timeless discussion, even though we talked about it in the middle of 2022. Ukraine. You were there on behalf of the Russian special forces, right? <laughs> yeah, You're a, a spy, spy, right? Yeah. 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 No. You're KGB, right? No, I had... Come cut. on. Just, just <laughs> between you and me and a few other podcast <laughs> listeners, KGB spies. I had, no, I had cousins that were um, uh, missionaries in Ukraine for many years. And so um, I connected with them and they connected me with... Um, so you were proselytizing, is what you're doing. No, you're trying to convert I, I everybody to out. like Hinduism or something. I, I gave everybody a nice smile and okay. and helped out as much as I could. And hopefully they got <laughs> gave a them good, beer at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there were some incredible people there, and we had and where really was good, this? This was right on the border, um, outside of uh, Lviv. Uh, yeah, Lviv, pretty close to Lviv, pretty okay. close to it. I right. mean, it, Lviv's, I think, like 50 miles. Right, but I mean, it's probably where, if you follow the border straight from Lviv, yeah. it's probably where you Yeah, run. between Lviv and Krakow. Okay, okay, right. Yeah, right, right. so I, I checked a few borders, and, and it took me a while to get somebody who would sponsor me, but it finally got in and, and yeah, served up soup and helped people pull their, their uh, luggage. And you did this for about a week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what's uh, give me a good story that you got out of that experience? Um, uh, well, what surprised you, for example? How every everybody was actually pretty cool and clean shaven and and no, not distraught, and they were no, cheering no, Russia, it, it, waving Russian flags. No, it was no? sad, and they were all very much hated Russia, and they were very, yeah very sad about was that. There, and, because here's the thing that I don't really understand: you yeah. got, roughly twenty five percent of Ukraine is Russian. Yeah. And all we hear in the Western media is how all Ukraine is united against this. Mm. And it just doesn't make sense to me right. that if you've got 25% who are Russian, there's got to be at least you know, a significant percentage of that, maybe a third of those guys, maybe 20%, I don't know, something yeah. that would be like, yeah, we actually prefer being part of Russia or we don't care or something like that, either indifference or whatever. We, either way, we're... You know, knowing Ukrainians and Russians, they would be like, well, whoever is in control of us, they're all the horrible, shitty leaders, and they're going to be a very cynical bunch. Yeah. And so there's got to be some ethnic Russians living in Ukraine that really are either indifferent or pro-Russian, and yet you never, ever hear about them. Yeah, I met a lady from Crimea, and she was very pro-Putin and very pro-Russian, and she was very adamant about it. Of course, this was before he invaded. Oh. And so everybody was concerned about well, it. Well, he did says, invade oh, Crimea. This it, was after he invaded Crimea, this is though. Be, yeah, after he invaded Crimea, and she right. says, oh, we're so glad he came in, and, you know, and, and Ukraine shut our water off, so we're all pissed off about that. And, mm. yeah, they, um, but, I, you know, of course, everybody who, who was escaping 
you know, they, of course, they were anti-Russian, you know, because they were escaping. If they were pro-Russian, they probably would have stayed there or fled the other way, you know, into Russia. So you're right. You, we, we get kind of a skewed point of view, but it still, you could see these people had, you know, probably lost everything. And, and it was just women and children and old, old people. And it was sad to see them lug, you know, just about everything they could carry and bring it across. But, and it was interesting, you know, I kind of mentioned Zelensky, the president, and they didn't have such a good view of him. I says, oh, he's highly regarded now. You know, he's, he's becoming a real war hero. And they go, oh, really? Oh, good. <laughs> so they were, they were impressed because, you know, they just thought, okay, here's another leader that's, uh, that may not be so good. But it, what, it, they don't know their own leader? They didn't know that he was getting such a great reception in the West. Oh, I you see. You know, that they okay, were so, okay. yeah. But they had positive feelings about him. Uh, or they they kind of neutral. They were yeah. kind of wait and see. But Here's think, a comedian who's good, trying to be president. Right, right, so, right, right, you right. know, what do you expect? Right, and that's the other thing is that we don't, it's again, it's so so hard. Figuring out war is hard enough. I mean, yeah. even peacetime yeah. to try to get to the real truth is tricky, especially yeah. nowadays with so much fake news on any both sides of the aisle. Um, it's tricky. And, yeah. and for somebody like me who likes to try to uncover the truth and really try to, I don't, yeah. you know, I, I have no side. I, it's it's very tough. It's yeah. very very tough. Yeah, you make a decision, and you know, it's <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you, like with judge? Crimea, for example, a lot of Americans don't even know that Crimea was a gift that the Soviets gave. I can't remember if it was Khrushchev who gave it. I think it was Khrushchev uh, who gave it to uh, Ukraine, mm. and so it was Russian for at least a century, if not more. I mean, before that was, the, I think, the Tatars, the Tars, if, if I'm pronouncing it, and. And so when the Soviet Union had it, they said, hey, just have a gift. It's kind of like I use the analogy in my book, The Hidden Europe, that it's as if New York gifted Long Island to Connecticut. Mm. Imagine they did that. And now fast forward 50 years from now, and then the whole United States is breaking apart in pieces. Yeah. New York may say, hey, remember that gift that we gave you about Long Island? We kind of want it back in our country. In our own country, yeah. Right, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, they're like, and then Connecticut's like, no, 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 it's ours. Yeah. But everybody who lives on Long Island is ethnically New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> and, and even I, 50 years later, and they still identify yeah. with New York, even though it's officially under Connecticut. It's yeah. kind of the same situation and with hopefully they Crimea. have plebiscites and you know where people can vote and go okay do we want to stay right. here and i think they did that in crimea they and did but of course the west will say all those plebiscites are bullshit yeah yeah but i mean i i tend to disagree i, I mean i've been to crimea i've been to sevastopol i've been to Simferopol, i've been to yalta and you they're russian i mean yeah, they're yeah. ethnically russian just like the people in kaliningrad which is stuck between Poland and Lithuania. It's a territory there. It's also Russian. But the question is, do the Russians in Ukraine really want to be part of Russia? Or, right. Or are they, you know, say, I, I want out of that system. Right. <laughs> you know, and I I've want heard, to join the West. You right. Know? And, and, there's, and there's Russians that are interviewed that will tell you, no, 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 we never wanted this, you know, and, and we're not part of it. But, of course, they're, they could be selectively cherry-picking yeah. Russians who are against the Russian movement, and they're not going to interview a pro-Russian. There's got to be pro-Russians out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's got to be amongst some. And same thing, by the way, with the Baltic. The Baltic is roughly around the same percentage. Yeah. In Estonia and Latvia, you've got about 20%, 25% ethnic Russians. 
Yeah. And yeah, probably the majority of them would rather stay in Estonia and Latvia and not be under Russian control because life is better in, in Latvia and Estonia yeah. versus living in Russia. So even ethnic Russians would probably, majority would agree. But there's probably about 10% who's like, yeah, no, bring back the motherland. Yeah. We want to be back. Yeah. Any news media, they usually, it's kind of cherry picking. But uh, you go with somebody you trust, you right. know, that, that have built up a reputation over the years and then go with that. And even doing what, something you did, which was really cool, which is going there and, you know, lending humanitarian assistance and yeah. doing that kind of stuff. In the end, you're just coming away with stories. I mean, I had that same problem when I travel. I interview maybe 10 people in the country. I mean, <laughs> that's not scientific. At all. Yeah, yeah, Zero. yeah, yeah. And you might talk to 10 people. First of all, you're only talking to people who can speak English because you yeah. don't speak Ukrainian or Russian. Right, right. And so you're already biasing And only things. people who are escaping from Right, from and only Russia. good-looking people, you <laughs> yeah, do. I mean, right. come on, and only women. So, I mean, I know. <laughs> uh, so in the end, you're, you have a very selective... And so to base conclusions on that limited data set is really faulty science yeah no no i mean i i think what i observed were people were distraught and they were leaving and they didn't and and just looking to see what russia was doing i mean was it really justified you know for them to try and take over ukraine i kind of doubt it yeah yeah right, right, yeah right. yeah now uh, now whether but that people, would make sense i mean there wouldn't be too many refugees if if they i guess I wonder, and this is an interesting question, it's like if you're pro-Russia taking over, would you just hang out and like wave the Russian flags and hope that the Russian troops that are invading don't shoot you and say, hey, no, dude, I'm totally supporting you. Or escape to Russia. Or maybe escape to Russia. Thank you very much. That's an excellent point. In fact, if you're a young, able-bodied man in, let's say, the Donetsk region in in eastern Ukraine, you could say, well, I want to go join the Russian force to help with the invasion. Maybe. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah. What do you mean maybe? You're we, looking at me skeptically. Well, we don't hear about that. Of course and, we don't. And what we, Why hear would about, we? we hear about is people escaping from Russia, you know, uh, high-tech people who can. You know, they leave Russia and they, they come here. And, and the Russians we talked to yesterday, you know, they were, they were you know, happy to get out of Moscow and, and, and leave. Of course, it's, again, it's a sample. It's but, a sample, But yeah. logically... You know, if if you're faced with that, you know, falling economy and and a, if, a dictator versus a democracy where you can vote the next guy out, you know, Russia, you can't. And I think people see that and they see the state of their, you know, free market. You know, it's it's an oligarchy and people. Right. But it. I wonder if we were having the same interview in Russia and you and I could speak Russian and we're hanging out with Russian people. I have a feeling that we're going to run into a lot more people who actually have some support toward Putin and just the general war and that they. I mean, there I have are. listened to some podcasts and some news things that actually do try to capture the Russian side of the story. Fox. <laughs> no, it's not just Fox. I mean, you, you find all sorts of things. Like yeah, the BBC yeah. will, will, will do that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now, of course, the BBC, what they'll do is that they'll portray it all as this is Rush. Look at Russian propaganda. Look how outrageous. They, exactly. They claim that, you know, nothing's happening and that kind of stuff. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah I agree. You have to be wary of that. But. In, in that instance, and, and the stuff with China, and the Uyghurs, and Hong Kong, and Taiwan, you know, I kind of, I kind of side with the, the Western democracies. You know, democracy versus the autocracy or the dictatorships. You know, you think, yeah, yeah. Do you think that China will go to war over Taiwan? 
Uh, I don't think now. Not not next not week, so maybe. <laughs> no, <laughs> I. You know, hopefully, if they treat Hong Kong right and 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 come and are decent to the Uyghurs, that Taiwan will want to join um, China. You I know? don't think they're ever going to want to join China. Come I think on, they will if if it turns out to be a good good thing. I mean, there's a lot of Chinese uh, Taiwanese that want to join. Uh, China. I mean, it's yeah. That makes sense. It goes back. It goes back to what I'm saying about Russia and Ukraine, which is, in other words, within the population, it's divided, and probably the majority of Taiwanese want to. I mean, I've never been to Taiwan, so I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, about, yeah. But I'm gonna guess that the majority want to stay independent. Because if the majority the ma- wanted to be with China, they would have been with exactly, China a long time ago. Exactly. So my guess is that the vast majority of Taiwanese, you know, don't want to join. Well, they had votes, and it was pretty close for a while. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. And this is about 10 years ago. But recently, just okay. the way they've treated Hong Kong and the way the dictatorship has gone, you know, there there isn't a big incentive to go, which okay. is, you know, a shame. I mean, it would be nice if they, you know, turned out to be a little more reasonable. And that ends this episode of the WanderLearn podcast, where we explore travel, technology, and transformation. If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we've talked about, go to WanderLearn.com and click on this episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember F Tapon. That's my first initial and my last name. F Tapon is always my social media username. My website is ftapon.com. Do you want to leave me an anonymous voicemail where you can make a comment or ask a question? Then go to speakpipe.com slash ftapon. Furthermore, if you'd like to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash ftapon. That's where you can pick up some remarkable rewards for as little as $2 a month. Now, five quick favors. Number one, subscribe to the WanderLearn podcast. Two, download it. Three, share it. Four, review it. And five, sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. Our theme music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn. Mm-hmm.